is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Dara Mar, and I am delighted to be joined by Reen Malloy. Reen, how are you, sir? Well, I'd be doing a lot better if we had that W at the weekend, but um, look, we've kicked Adam Wilson off the show, so um, all is fair, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I was going to complain saying, like, could you give us at least two minutes before we start talking about it? But you came back with <laughs> the Adam Rose. So I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. How is the ankle, though, more importantly? Yeah, it's in a boot at the minute. Uh, soft tissue in- injury, so they can't really tell me very much about it. Just need to wait for a few weeks, uh, see if it heals up. And if it doesn't, I'll be going for a, an MRI, see if there's any ligament damage. But signs are pointing in the right direction, so... Uh, We'll see. It'll be a it'll be a rush to get back on the field by the uh, the Giants game in three weeks' time. But um, yeah, we'll try and make it. Yeah, fingers crossed for sure. Anyway, if that you can, and um, we will talk more about the Pirates game in a little bit. I'm sure there is a few Giants here that are just begging for us to talk about that game. I'm sure we will. But we should introduce our guests for this evening, and we are delighted to be joined by two of the four members of the Talking Balls podcast, Chrissy and Dave. Chrissy. Dave, we are delighted to have you on the show to return the favor because you were so gracious to have me on the show a couple of weeks ago for a game that actually never happened to look forward to. Hopefully that curse doesn't carry on for you this week. We'll, we'll, I'll keep our fingers crossed for that. But first of all, how are you doing? Good, good. So is that awkward where you like which one's gonna go first? Yeah, I, I'm good. I actually um I lost I lost my voice yesterday, so I sound a bit like Barry White. Um, hopefully it doesn't go now. I do have water beside me just in case. You've just like sent our podcast listens through now to the thousands because now everyone knows about the big sexy voice on Dave for this show. Yeah, I, I it wasn't new. It was saying too sick as well. It's, it's like Phoebe, when she gets sick and she, has, she, she wants to get more sick because she sounds better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, when Neil's, when just, Neil's just... sick, he sounds like he should be like six foot five or something. <laughs> yeah, big, big deep voice. <laughs> Although, yeah, I did, I did see that photo. I think when you were at the the media day for the yeah. Berlingus Classic with some of the the Notre Dame guys, and you says an Irish yeah. uh, O'Lyman versus a, a college <laughs> running back. Yeah, there's the picture of, of the three of us. And nails on his tiptoes. <laughs> well, it didn't even help that much. <laughs> no, it didn't. But we are going to uh, look ahead to the Jets game later on in the show as well, because you are playing your tour game this season already. This season is flying by against the uh, the Loud Mavericks um, at home in the Forum. Um, place we know well Reen as well from playing a couple of times too it's actually a, a very nice pitch to play on I, I like playing there it's just a shame about the drive up that's the only thing it takes ages to get there but anyway um I guess yeah let's uh let's talk about last week um first before we get, actually get into the Pirates game um Chrissy I believe you and one of the other co-hosts Chris were at the Knights and Rebels yes. game on Sunday as yes, well yes the Chris's were out um, on day really <laughs> the, a very surprising result in terms of uh, the Knights were leading at one point 20 to 8 before the yeah, Rebels came uh, back into it and pretty, eventually ran away with yeah. it 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 20 to 8 at half time. And what was really good from the Knights at the start was they were making really good rotations at the right times. Getting getting fresh legs on. And then at half time, from what I saw, decide now this isn't me starting anything. This is this is nothing <laughs> oh, insulting. Like <laughs> um I just think that the rotations were made maybe at the wrong times because it just it didn't seem like the freshest legs were getting on in the right places. Then it's it's kind of how um, you, uh, the Rebels seem to be playing this year is a big uh, we're going to ruin you, don't discount us kind of thing. And yeah. they went on they went unanswered, really. And yeah. Ty Henry is a machine. My favorite part was he went he went in at linebacker and someone ran at him. He tackled them and he gets up and goes, Run it at me again! Run it at me again! <laughs> I got the guys just lying on the ground like, no, thank you. <laughs> I was going mental. And Chris had to remind me we were technically meant to be impartial, but I just went nuts. <laughs> uh, what was the same? Was he? Um, I, I listened to the podcast last week. What was he? Was he keeping it in the fairway then yesterday? Was that what it was on Sunday? I believe that, so. That's why he. <laughs> that's why he was calling it keeping yes. it in the fairway. Uh, that's what. It, but um, still, though. Very, very impressive outing for the Knights, at least in the first half, and a good start to a year yeah. against probably the strongest team in the division. So, hope we'll give them some sort of exactly. confidence, hopefully, for the rest of the games. Yeah, all they need to do is replicate what they did in the first half and continue. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. have that building block, so build on it. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere, um, it was a lot of sh- elsewhere, there's a lot of shutouts in the league. Um, it wasn't just obviously <laughs> the Pirates and the Giants. Um, surprisingly, the Razorbacks um, losing at home 33 0 to the Mavericks um, in their first game back in Division 1 after promotion last year. And obviously, the Mavericks are t- is a team that we both know, uh, all four of us know quite well from playing them last yeah. year. And um, we know the quality that they have, but we were always worried numbers wise. And from the pictures that I've seen, for sure, anyway, that they, they seem to have gotten um, some good numbers in in the offseason. Dave? Yeah, <laughs> me. I don't know if you're asking me. You're so um, scared. They don't want to talk over no, each other. I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm weird. I well, it's usually because like, we have like... like it, yeah. Or else usually Neil or Chris just start talking over us and we're just sitting yeah. there in silence waiting. And then I'll just like fight my way through and be like, I have a point. Like I, I'm, I'm literally like one step <laughs> off, put my hand up, and just waiting for everyone else to shut up, and then I'll talk. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's we were sort of saying on the podcast though, like this this Razorbacks team is going to be a team that's going to have a late push in the year because when we played them, like well, like personally, when we played them, I thought they were a very similar team to what they were last year. So I kind of thought when the Mavericks were coming up against them and the Mavericks have improved on their squad, it was going to be the Mavericks just were going to have more experience than their current group of players. And obviously there was a few, um, I think the Razorbacks finished without a real notable running back on the field. 
Suntan got ejected. Decky got injured. And was there another one? Was there someone else got injured or couldn't play? I, for no, it? I think third Mark, Mark, the quarterback, I think, got injured. Oh, Mark. Uh, yeah. I and think. then so they had to play with, with their, their backup Warren. But um, it's one of those ones where the Razorbacks say they will come good. And that, you know, but the Mavericks team, as, as we all know, are a really, really organized group of players with a lot of experience. And yeah, we, we played them this week and hopefully hopefully it's a bit closer than, than that anyway. <laughs> I'm very oh, glad we're really playing them after a match. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be nice and tired and sore. Yeah. Yes, hopefully. Fingers, yeah, hopefully they've been softened. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but uh, um, before we move on to the Pirates game, then also we should mention in the Premier Division, um, the Westmead Minotaurs made a successful start to life in the Premier Division with a whopping 38-0 win over the Craig Avon Cowboys. Um, again, not much I've seen on this, but uh, a good day for quarterback. Uh, was it, uh, it's, it's Joe, Joe's back, isn't he? Playing quarterback for them again. He's back from his yeah. injury. And, Joe Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, he was back playing. So a great start to life in um, in the Premier Division for them. Um, we'll see now what happens uh, in the next few weeks with the with the Cowboys. They actually play again now this coming weekend against the Trojans, which we'll have a look at in a bit. Mm-hmm. But Rain, um, I'm going to open the floor to you first on this one. Um, I know you didn't get to play much in this game, unfortunately, due to the injury, but. Um, after a couple of days, your initial thoughts on uh, the Causeway Giants 26, the North Dublin Pirates zip. Yeah, it, it was nil all when I left the game, but then again, that was eight plays in. So, uh, yeah, it didn't <laughs> didn't take lot, very long for me to yeah. uh, come out of that one. And credit to Dara for coming in and, you know, um, taking that on his shoulders. It's I think it's his first time starting as a QB in the league, which is uh, always a tough thing to do. Um, so yeah, he did. He did really well there. Controlled the offense. Um, <clears throat> there was just first game rustiness on our side. Realistically, I think that was what the issue was because there wasn't a twenty six point uh, kind of deficit in skill or talent. There, we we showed flashes all throughout the game. It was just they had the big plays that kind of brought them down the field, whereas we were getting little chunks and dinks here and there. So I expect that to get better. As the season rolls on for us, uh, we we blooded a lot of rookies at the weekend, and that was great to see them. Uh, but yeah, full credit to um, to the Giants for for bouncing back after a loss to the uh, to Trinity. Um, yeah, they they had a really good game. They had a game plan. They stuck to it, and uh, yeah, they're they're going to cause some problems for uh, for some of the the other teams in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd agree um, on the defensive side of things. Started well, like you said. I think first quarter was nil all. Um, you know, both defenses are definitely on top. Um, the initial go ahead score, 50 yard run. Um, look, our guys just didn't wrap their tackles, um, which was the worst possible thing. Um, we got through the second touchdown. Reen, you're going to have to. Help me now with this second touchdown. What was the second touchdown again? I have the memory of a goldfish. I have no idea. I know they had one passing touchdown. Um, yes. Which Don't was, remind me that was one. quite a nice pass uh, out to the outside. I hate yeah. that one. Yeah. I hate that, that one. one. Don't remind me This close, one. man. This close to getting the sack. But um, yeah. Look, <laughs> if I hadn't uh, pulled my calf, I swear. 
Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, think, uh, I think their quarterback had three total touchdowns on the game, so he had two rushing and one one passing. So I think the second one was yeah. probably him again. Um, no, yeah. there was a pick six. Second one was a pick six. Oh, That's what it was. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it was a pick six, unfortunately for uh, for Dara. Um, but yeah, look, they got the ball in in plus territory, which gave them the short field, and obviously with a tiring defense, it, it it sucked. Look, we can't make loads of excuses. We didn't perform to do what we should on the day, so that's why we didn't win that game. If we had performed to where potentially we would have won that game, but we didn't, so we take it on the chin. We move on. Um, congratulations to the Giants. We will see you in a couple of weeks, and I can pretty confidently guarantee that it will not be the same scoreline. Um, well, maybe the away team might win 26-0 again this time. <laughs> let's see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's a couple of weeks away. Um, but let's uh, Chrissy and Dave, let's uh, let's talk about you for a little bit. Um, because uh, I, like I mentioned at the start, you're part of the Talking Balls podcast. You are also part of the Antrim Jets. Um, actually, both sides of the ball we have here to, as well this evening, don't we? Yeah. Uh, O-line and linebacker. So mm-hmm. we've got two uh, two good perspectives to look at it. But first of all, uh, Chrissy, I'll start with yourself. Um, and what got you interested in wanting to uh, play American football in the first place? Shoot. Actually, it started off, you know, naturally you watch it. My Two of my cousins really into all of their American sports got me and my brother hooked on it. Um, naturally started off with all of us supporting the Patriots, you know, kind of like your soccer team, the whole household supports one team. Um, and then it was actually was through my old PT. He was actually one of the coaches at the Razorbacks. And we just started chatting about football. And he's like, come on down. There's nothing that says that women can't play. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Hooked ever since. You know, bounced about a bit, trying to find somewhere that fits me best. You know, uh, I was really gutted to leave the Giants at the start of the year. You know, they're, they're solid lads. They're a great setup. They're a great great team but traveling there training and then traveling back was about seven hours of my day on a Sunday I was just getting too much so ended up actually messaging the podcast page did I know it was Neil no um being like here what uh what are the Jets like and here I am And Chrissy, is this your first um, first experience in team sports, uh, or have you played other sports before this? That kind of got you. Oh, uh, I kind of team I've been beforehand? playing. I've been playing team sports since I was little. Like primary school was cricket, that continued on a wee bit, and then from secondary school it was hockey. Uh, currently playing rugby at the minute, so a lot a lot of team sport. So. It's it's good to come in to that having, you know, knowing that there's going to be things that clash, there's going to be things that work well, and it's trying to get all those personalities to work together and get a good team out there. Absolutely. And then coming into playing then American football, um, and then first first thing then like. How long did it take you to 
find your position as linebacker as being the one that you want to play and the one that you feel that you're best at. Um, and then did did you feel at any stage when you were first starting that um, I don't know any added pressure? Sort of. I know it's it's it it is a game that is catered to everybody, but maybe yeah. it's probably not advertised enough that it is actually catered to everybody. So that maybe you know um i know also you're you're obviously you're not the only um i believe you you're not the only girl that's on on the jets as well so yeah we have elsa on the line yes um so the question is did you find it tough then sort of coming into that for into that environment there that maybe you wasn't used to having sort of women on the team as well oh i i don't care about any of that it sounds like controversial take but i i don't give a damn if i'm if i'm going to show up it's not a i'm showing up as a i am a woman playing this sport i am someone that likes this sport thinks it's fun anyone wants to make a comment that's all they do but all i need to do is if i step on that pitch i'm not a female player i'm a player and a lot of teams have actually been really good with that. You know, you get the awkward initial bit of, I don't want to hit a girl. And then whenever you hit them, they're like, oh, shit, that was hard. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, uh, as to me, like finding like the natural position with linebacker, I actually started on D-line. And... I kind of said I wanted to be linebacker first at the Razorbacks and then was put on the D-line because that's where numbers were needed at the time. Um, and then I lost weight and couldn't get through the line. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to move back and start like hitting things because it's it's natural progression for me from rugby. You know, I'm, I, I play prop, so I'm big and I get hit. You know, that is linebacker. So every everything at the minute, you know, translates, which is really good because like I'll be doing rugby preseason and have the guts of a rugby season done by the time American football preseason starts. And I'm already primed in fitness and contact. So all all engines going. Excellent. Uh, and Dave, um we'll flip it over to you then, so um Similar question to to before with Chrissy. How how was it um, that you got um, involved in American football, and and how did you first hear about you know teams in the area and wanting to play? Yeah, so um, I've watched American football since like twenty eleven or so. Um, Packers Steelers win the Super Bowl. Brothers supported Packers, so I'm like I'm going Steelers. So followed them since then. But then it was it wasn't until like. 2021 um we were all like sort of working from home and um a guy i was working with who's currently on the razorbacks matthew graham he was like you know there's there's a team in antrim you know if you want to come down because i live like 15 minutes away from the pitch i was like i did not know there was american football in ireland to begin with head down everyone was really accommodating scott the quarterback came over goes you guys knew like yeah Welcome, welcome, have a look, and then come back next week for training. We're like, sweet. Um, and ever since then, I just fell, fell in love with it. Um, it was like the first game was against the Vipers, and the, I always forget the name of it. It's like the Donahue Invitational Cup. It was like a wee friendly tournament because it was still yeah. COVID years. 
and um just like being on the sideline and, and watching just just the all go even watching scott throw a pass i'm like this is this is the coolest thing i've ever been a part of and it's it's just grown from there and like yeah i love it like i'm i'm totally absorbed in it like doing the podcasts and like neil asking do you want to go on their podcast yeah like i want to know everything about it like it's 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 fantastic it's a really class league so have you always been an offensive lineman or are you have you bounced around a bit? Uh that first friendly league or friendly thing, like I was just bouncing about I was actually on D line against the Razorbacks and I did a couple of uh couple of snaps and the coach was like, get off. Just just get off. You don't know what you're doing. And I was like, fair enough. And then from that point on, they they sort of just started training me as an old lineman because I'm big and not very athletic, and that's kind of what happens. <laughs> you get put on the line, but it's a position that I wouldn't, I wouldn't change either. But I, I passed to the coaches, and oh, I want to learn how to how to catch a ball. I want to learn how to throw a ball. I want to learn how to kick. I want to learn how to be a good defensive player. So I try to obtain as much knowledge in every position as I can. Yeah, and this is sort of a, a trenches question because obviously playing on the D line, you know, you get that satisfaction for, you know, making a good tackle or getting a decent sack, you know, on the O line, you know, it's kind of a, a tankless job at times, you know, you're, you're, you're the forgotten five guys, unless you've done something wrong. And um, <laughs> where, where, where did you get the sort of satisfaction? Did you get it when you get the pancake, a defender and you see him on the ground and know that that was you that did that or when you see a successful play that goes for a chunk of yardage or a touchdown, like what, what, what is the, uh, the best times to be in alignment? Um, there's honestly, there's loads, as long as it's a positive play, like that, that's good. When it's a negative play, like you say, you know, if, if the quarterback gets sacked or the running back gets tackled behind the line and he fumbles the ball, everyone's looking at the line saying, what are you doing? But like, one thing I love most is when a blitzing linebacker comes through. Oh, and then you take that hit. That's amazing. Like, and you just want to throw them on the crowd. You want to take your helmet off, and be like, but then you, you look like a loser. You celebrate something like that. Like, you're just doing your job. That's it's a quote Roy Keane about goalkeepers. But, like, I don't know. You, when you see your quarterback throwing for 30 yards, you're thinking lethal. But the, the big thrills on a personal level is stopping your guy from getting through stopping that blitzing linebacker or opening the hole for your running back. Like when you know you've done your job right, that's that's the biggest thrill for sure. Yeah, I found as well, Dara, that most uh, most offensive linemen are pretty happy with the fact that they have an IQ over 60 as opposed to defensive linemen who are <laughs> just dumbasses. <laughs> I wouldn't well, yeah, say that. <laughs> all, all you have to tell me is you see ball, go after ball. That's all, I need. <laughs> that's all we need to do. Go after ball. Um, I want to ask, and Chrissy, I'll start with you first, and then and then Dave. Um, who is the toughest opponent you have faced? Um, so far in, well, obviously not just this season, but overall, sort of in your uh, American football careers, team or player, it doesn't have to be that specific. Hmm. Well, uh. I would have to say UCD. Now, I didn't get to play that game because I was coming back from fra- fractured ribs from rugby last year when I was with the Knights. 
But seeing how the speed of UCD and it's it's insane. Like they they won the Shamrock Bowl for a reason. And like to see that at the sideline is intimidating enough. Never mind being on the pitch and having one of those people run at you. I think I think they they are for me, UCD. Dave, David. Yeah. Um, so I've only really got like six teams to pick from. Um, okay, if you want to say Daramar off the North Dublin Pirates, fine. <laughs> I won't get I won't get too big headed over it. It's fine. You know, like to to throw a compliment to our most recent opponents, probably the Vipers. Um, they are a group of big guys who want to hurt. And I don't mean that in a bad way, like, oh, you know, they want to injure people, but I mean, like, in a, in a sporting way, they want they want to hurt. And they, they were super aggressive and probably the most aggressive um, linebacker and defensive line core um, that I've ever come up against, personally. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably go Vipers. I don't have any other names, but they, if they're watching, they know who they are. And delighted that I said that. Reen, I've actually never asked you that before. Um, yeah, no, the toughest, the toughest uh, team I've ever come up against is the North Dublin Pirates defense and training every week. So difficult. Oh, boo! I didn't know that was a good answer. Boo! Politics answer. <laughs> uh, no, look, year one, what, what, I started playing like six years ago, inaugural season with the Pirates, uh, and I'd have to agree with David. They had some serious players down there at the the Vipers. Uh, back when I was playing, I actually started out at tight end and I was on this really mean uh, outside linebacker all day. And it was just a battle from start to finish. Right. But it was it was brilliant. Great fun uh, all day long. So, yeah, yeah, they, they're probably the toughest team I've played against. Hmm. Say for me, going up against the, one of the guards that plays for the Mavericks last year. Um, he was actually They've got some big boys. All right. It was he wasn't even big. He was actually right. around my height, um, but he was like so stocky and he obviously has a rugby background because you couldn't move him. He knew exactly where his center of gravity was and he used it so well. Um, um, I can't like, again, I don't know names exactly, but um, he <laughs> probably knows who he is because he came up against me and we actually had a brief chat after the game um, because it sucked. Um, and I hated every second of it because I just couldn't. I couldn't. No matter what I tried, I just couldn't. Uh, couldn't get by him. A few run plays I could because, um, obviously he tries to go forward to the to the next level. But and I got by him. But then the center just goes and just creams you, which doesn't really help. So that's great. Um, but that just shows how good their offensive <laughs> line was. Um, last year and probably this year if they beat uh, because of their result. Um, the game this week. Uh, the Jets at home in the uh, in the Antrim form against those same Mavericks. Um, tough, tough start to the season. Zero and two. Um, two very close games um, that could have gone either way for you guys if um, had a bit of luck. But um, Dave, I guess I'll start with you first on this one. Sorry, what? Um, what are your general thoughts heading into this game and, and, and sort of what are the things that you think that you're going to have to do on on the day to sort of come out with the win, especially after the Mavericks' big win last week? 
to go for a political uh, a political answer. If everyone does their job right, we should come out on top. But like, like we Boo said, to that like, as well. I mean, <laughs> I'm booing you on this. This is not don't, an affiliated don't. podcast. You can say whatever you want. You know, yeah, but Donald watches <laughs> these things. Like if I if I say yeah. anything, he'll be like, "Why did you say that?" I'm not. You know, people watch that show. Um, but the, like right, the Mavericks. The show, it's fine. No, <laughs> we all we all watch it. Everyone watches these things. Um, <laughs> the the Mavericks, like, like I said before, are an experienced outfit. Um, a lot of players have been there for years, and they're getting rookies through. That you know, I think they had a really the rookies had a really good game, great game against the Razorbacks. Um, you know, there, there was a glaring problem against the Vipers. I think if if we can sort that out, we should stand a good chance because our our defense, it, it, to be honest, is one of the best in um in that league. I'll go out on them and say it's at least top three. Um, so if we can sort out a couple of problems on offense, we should start. You should start seeing a record go a wee bit better than what it is. But the only way is up with the record. So, yeah. well, Chrissy, as one of those main anchors, of as the one defense, of the defenders, what what are you um, looking out for this week? I know, obviously. Um, you know, Darren Mulvivivivivil is one of their main guys um, in the tight end position. I think, was it, is it Brendan Sims? Is, there, is it, I keep forgetting the first name, but I know it's Sims, is the running back. Yeah. And he had a great game last week as well. Um, so they they can, uh, they can uh, throw the ball, they can run the ball. Um, obviously, I've mentioned they have a great O-line as well. So there's definitely a, a, plenty of things to sort of keep your eye out for this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember playing against the Mavericks last year for the Giants and uh, on some run plays up the middles, their center somehow got to me multiple times and just ran me over like I wasn't there. So I'll be watching for that. Definitely for that. Um, I think, you know, the the big thing is that this will be their second game back-to-back. You know, even if you win a match, you're still coming away with bumps and bruises. And that we can, you know, we can use that to our advantage. You know, we're also coming away with bumps and bruises. We have people injured, we have people out. Um, one of our one of our DBs fractured his cheek in rugby. So he's out. You know, you're looking at that. Um like like Dave was saying, you know, if everyone does their job we can we should be coming away with good performances and even though they did play last week i think it will be tight but if we can get just things rolling a bit quicker and maybe adapt a wee bit we can we can show what we can do totally um 100 um and like that now, um, if my memory serves me right, um, and I don't have the fixture list up here, but you guys do have a bit of a break afterwards as well. So I guess it'd be very important to um, get a decent result in this game so that you can go into your break. I'm just going to, I have it quickly up here. 
the next game is the 23rd of April, actually. Yeah, so it'll be three weeks um, before you are home, at home to the Crusaders. No, uh, we have a game the week before. Do you? The Rhinos. The Rhinos. The Rhinos, yeah. really? That's what it says on the website. Uh, <laughs> you do. You're right. Sorry. So, yep, you do. Um, I was looking at because there's actually Saturday games on that week as well. I was looking at the Saturday instead of yeah, the Sunday. Uh, You're you were up in Dublin for the Rhinos game. Oh, I might have to go and see that. You no, know, making plans already. Um, <laughs> but like that, yeah, it's it is, um, it, it is a, a kind of a brutal schedule because Division One is so competitive this year that it's kind of you know, you don't get that sort of game where you. Not that you sit back, but it's it's not that sort of game where you're not in a battle as much of a battle as you would be in another week. All these teams are so evenly matched that like it is a thing that you have to be on the game one hundred percent each week. And um, you know, I guess that's how how have you found life in Division One um, so far um, this year? I know Razorbacks, you played them last year, but obviously the well-established changes that they've gone through. But I guess the Vipers was that first game against a proper Division One opponent. And do you, do you do you notice the step up in quality from divisions? I definitely do. You know, I, I've been lucky enough to see the quality in all of the divisions. And the Vipers showed what the division one standard is for a team you know um and it it's we're every team will have growing pains whenever they move up a division it's natural um but it just it's how we uh address any adversary we come across it's how we rally together as a team to really show that Yes, we're moving up. Yes, there's been personnel losses, but this is what we still bring to the table as this team. And as long as we can go out on the pitch every game and say we played our ass off, we can be proud of that, regardless of the score. If you if you empty the tank and can come across and say Regardless of that, that was good. That showed what Antrim Jets football is. That's all you can really ask for. Yeah, so. like that's the, um, the Razorbacks game, like I said, didn't feel like any different than it did the year before um, in Division 2, in my opinion. But like it's the Razorbacks are a brand new team almost, so that's not overly surprising. But against the Vipers, you're an established team in Division 1. There, there is a, a a big a big jump. And last week, uh, after the Vipers game, yeah, I think I was in shock or something. But I just stood about and cleaned the pitch for a good hour, two hours after the game. I was just kind of in a trance and kept walking around people and saying, "What? I don't really know what happened, like or what <laughs> or what has hit me." But it's it it's a that's a big what's the word? Uh, what's the Gra- crashed into gravity? No. What what's uh, what's the phrase? Down to earth. Uh, you are 
Being brought down. I know. I know it. Brought down there. Brought down there. It was a big. It was a big bring down there, and we need to. Um, we need to be up for every remaining fixture. That quickly absolutely into an episode of catchphrase. Yeah. Say what you see. Say what you see. Best show ever. I can see the earth coming down. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> And in terms of your upcoming fixtures, they obviously have some games versus some perennial Division One teams. And I'm going to open this question up to the two of you. Uh, what one team from that kind of perennial group are you looking at to kind of make a marquee win statement against that you can really go, if we succeed in that game, our season has been a success. Do you have any team in mind uh, for that marquee win? I, I would go I would go Vipers again because the, if not even if yes it would be awesome to win against them but even if we had a game that was close that to me would be like okay we did that that shows what we can do kind of thing you it's like you said they they've been in division one for quite a time and like this was my first season ever playing against them and I was like holy shit um, and I think it's just they're consistent uh, I think if we can if we can handle them next time if we play against them again we do, they're our last game of the season if we can handle them I think that'll put a mark on it for us Yeah, um, I think when when you look at Division One, if you get, you know, if you beat any of them, it's 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 a big it's a big deal. But um, if there's if there's one team that like would be a a dream victory or or even get close to them, like if we can do, I see. I don't I don't want to sound stupid. I don't know if I misunderstand the question, but like the the, the Vikings are the best team in Division 1. If we can have a competitive game with them, then it builds the confidence for everyone else. I think we play them quite late in the season. Um, but it, it's one of those things, if we if we get any kind of result against them, then we know, right, okay, we, we belong here. And like Chrissy was saying, even if it's a one-score game or something, it's, it's a big confidence booster considering our first two losses. But beating any, anybody in that division, especially... The Rhinos and then the Crusaders. We, you know, if we can get anything out of those two games, would be would be massive. Week after, week after week. Oh my god, my speaking is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you're all good. I think I, we all we all understood. I know what you mean, though, Dave. We're, you're all good. Um, perfect. Well, look, listen. Before we let you go, um, I want to actually get your predictions for week five, uh, and yours, Rain, as well. Um, no, I'll be paying attention to your podcast this week. So you better give me the same predictions, or else we'll we'll be calling we'll be calling out we'll be calling out. I'm gonna purposefully go for the other ones. <laughs> I'm gonna write them down on my, my phone so I remember who you say. <laughs> so Dave, have you just confirmed that you're going for the Mavs on this one now? When I ask you if you're going for the opposite, uh... well, you did, did get called the jinx of the Jets because every time we. The Jets oh. will win. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't. Well, well look, <laughs> look, you'd be, they'll be upset if you don't pick the Jets. 
I know. Um, yeah. Right. Donal, Donal will send a message <laughs> straight away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start in the Premier Division. Um, and let's start with uh, the Cork Admirals. Uh, going up against UCD. The Admirals are 1-0 and after beating the Panthers in Santry a couple of weeks ago. UCD are 1-1 one one, um, after um, beating the Trojans. There, was it last week? It was last week. And then obviously the opening weekend loss against the Rebels. Um, I will go with the guests first. I will start with Chrissy. Who have you got this week between the Admirals and UCD? UCD. UCD after after that Rebels game are coming back with a big fuck you attitude and they're just going to go through everyone. Dave? Um, I think this is actually a really interesting game and I don't know if my weird sports psychology side I, I yeah I'm going to be I'm going to go for Cork. I have a weird feeling about it. So Cork. Yeah, I, I mean, for, for me also, as good as UCD are, Cork seem to have an excellent air attack going at the moment. So they're going to put points on the board. It's going to be a shootout. Uh, it's not going to be like a, a blowaway victory for UCD. I still probably see them coming out on top. But yeah, I'm thinking one score game, maybe three points in it. Yeah, this is nearly pick them for me. Um, after seeing Cork in person as well. You know, even though it was first day sort of rustiness and they were obviously coming up against a depleted Panther side, they still were able to, you know, run the ball and throw the ball very well. The defense played uh, quite well too, especially against such a good quarterback in Finn Cairns. But UCD are not Shamrock Bowl champions for nothing. Um, I think you've got to go UCD um, because you know they have the history of it. Um but I wouldn't be surprised to see an Admirals win, especially because it's down there in Cork. But what will be remain to be seen. Um, the two own one sides, uh, Craig Avon Cowboys and Belfast Trojans. Um, both sides took really uh, disappointing losses in their first uh, games. Uh, Dave, I'll go with you first on this one. Who have you got between the Cowboys and the Trojans? Yeah, I don't. I think people were quite shocked at how bad the Cowboys got beat. Um, against the Minotaurs. I think most people had the Minotaurs to win, but maybe not by as much as they actually did in the end. I think the Trojans will just have a bit too much for the Cowboys, so I, I'm going to go Trojans. Chrissy? I'm going to go Trojans as well. You know, the, the first game, you know, they didn't have uh, some key players. And I think now that they've got they've got that first game jitters out, you know, everyone's got that game experience now for the season. I think they'll have been able to adapt, and I th- I think I think it'll be I think a two score game in favor of the Trojans. Yeah, for me, I think you know both teams took a, a drubbing in their first game of the season, but. The Craig Avon Cowboys one kind of makes a little bit more of a statement than than the Trojans. The Trojans lost against one of the best teams in the league or in the country even. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Trojans and I'm going to say it's probably going to be uh, a three or four score game, to be honest. Right. Um, I had the Trojans down as a possible dark horse for the Shamrock Bowl this year to face the Rebels. Um 
So they need to win this game if they want to, you know, get their season started and actually just do something. So I ha- I'm going to go to Trojans on this game. Like you said, Chris, he missed players last week or the last game. Sorry, it wasn't last week, the last game. Um, so they should have them hopefully back. Um, and maybe in a bit more familiar territory, like closer to home, it might, might yeah. be better for them as well. Because um, it was weird. Last season, they were... 0 and 4 away from home and 4 and 0 at home. Yeah. Mental. Um so um maybe maybe home comforts is what they need and um this is as close to home probably as they're going to get until they play. I think they do play the Knights this year. I I have to check their fixture list but I'm pretty sure they play the Knights some Yes, I assume they year. would. Yeah. Uh Division 1. Um let's go to Antrim Jets and Mavs. Um Rain, I'm going to go with you first on this one before we let our two guests <laughs> give their total <laughs> uh, predictions on who they think will win this game. Now I'm going Jets 45 nil. Yeah. Nice conservative. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy, Dave, should I ask? You should know. I should, no. know. I should know. We, we t- spent we the last the line for the, the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get you in trouble. Jake. I'm not going to get you in trouble on this show. <laughs> um, right. The Mavs are my dark horse to win this. Obviously, I have two, two, uh, two of my new favorite guests now on the show as well. It's. He's just setting know. you up to let you down. Don't yeah, you? yeah, I know. <laughs> we know. I'm, I'm, I'm telling I'm... Chris and Neil this tomorrow. We are your favorite guests. <laughs> I'm building you up to Dave, you know, bring you back down to earth here. I'm bringing to... Yeah, hopefully we don't see that. Happening <laughs> um, no, look, I, I, I think home advantage is, is something that is going to help. I know the Mavs did travel up north for, for the game last week, but I'm sure they're not keen on doing another one so quickly um, after playing the Razorbacks. And look, I'm sure that they would have been um, in a tough game, no matter what the score. Um, they are still getting their season started. You have had a couple of weeks to sort of write any wrongs that you've needed to, and I've, I think that you will. So I'm going to go for a Jets win. Close, maybe three points, maybe less in it, but I, I think I, I'm going to go with the Jets to, to sneak it out here with a win. Now, uh, let's move on to the Razorbacks at home to the Dublin Rhinos. The Razorbacks one and one um, after, of course, unfortunately beating the Jets in game week one, losing last week to the Mavs. The Rhinos lost in week one to the Vikings, um, and they are traveling again for their second game of the season. Um, Chrissy, I'll start with you on this one. Um, the Razorbacks and the Rhinos, who have you got? I'd have to go Rhinos because they're, they're former SBC. You know, yes, obviously they came down, but they were still, they still had the players and clearly the standard to be SBC last year. So I, I, I'm going to go Rhinos. Dev? Yeah, I'm just kind of confused because that fixture wasn't on the, the website. So I was like, that's well, going to be better. Don't <laughs> whatever, go by the website. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an awful website. 
It's my information. It's an awful website. It's a fixture. So I was all getting vi- I was getting Viper ready and Limerick. But anyway, uh, I think it's, it's the same story as um, as last week. It's a game that's just come a wee bit too early for the Razorbacks. Rhino's former SBC SBC team. So yeah, I, I would have to I would have to go Rhinos for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as both Chrissy and Dave. Like the the the, the Razorbacks are going to get better as the season goes on. We know that they have a lot of talent in their team, but they are still gelling as a unit. And the the Rhinos have a lot of talent over there as well, right? So if I don't know who is actually there at the minute, but if they have the same quarterback that they started the season with last season, uh, he's a really electric runner of the football, um, and he can pass the ball too. So. Yeah, I can't see the Rhinos losing this game. I'd say it'll probably be close. I'd say maybe a score in the difference. But um, yeah, I see the Rhinos taking this one. Can I ask, actually, before I give my prediction, um, you mentioned that Suntan was ejected. Does that mean he's going to miss part of this game now on Sunday? I th- I think it depends on when in the game he was ejected. Because I think it's mm-hmm. if you're ejected in the first half... You, it doesn't affect the next game. If you're ejected in the second half, I think you have to miss the first half of the next game. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard when he got ejected, so I'm not 100% sure if it affects him or not. Right, okay. Because that means he's gone from the sideline entirely for the first half, so he can't even coach. He has to stay in his dressing mm-hmm. room. So that, that would be um, important as well. Um, from speaking to um, offensive coordinator Steve O'Rourke from the Rhinos, he mentioned to me that their game against the Vikings, although it was only one score in it, it was due to mistakes on special teams why he believes the, the Vikings won that game. So they were definitely in it till the very end. I'm going to go, you know, you know the Razorbacks are going to kill us for this, but it's, I think I, it's going to be a clean sweep on this one. I think I, I'm going to go for the Rhinos too. Um, like you mentioned, they are the team coming down from the Premier Division. They want to go straight back up. They lost their first game, and if they want to make it into the playoffs and get a home field advantage and get that second seed, um, or if they still want to obviously go for the first seed, that they're going to have to um, to win this game. So I think I fancy them to do that. So I would go with a Rhinos win. And the last game in Division 1 is the uh, Vipers uh, at home to the Vikings. The Vipers one and one. The Vikings one and oh. Um, I will go with Dave on this one first because you were so ready last time for this game. So uh, <laughs> tell, us, <laughs> tell us your prediction. Who have you got between the Vikings and the Vipers? Yeah, um, I'm so sorry, but like, we're, we're AFI affiliated, so I have to use the official website and it let me down. <laughs> Not but, um, tonight. This is not our show. <laughs> oh, we always wear the badge. We always wear the badge, even on the streets. You you know that we, we have to we have to wear the badge. But um no, uh the Vipers are a great outfit, great aggressive outfit. So the the Vikings are not gonna get an easy game by any means. Um but I think like the Vikings would be my favorite to go up. I think that they're a quality outfit, really unlucky in the bowl. Um, last year, so I think I think the Vikings just have a bit too much quality for the for them. Chrissy, I think the Vikings as well. 
mainly because of the numbers of the Vipers whenever they came to us. Uh, I think there was about 20. Uh, and, you know, yes, the Viking, it is, it's Viper's home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Vikings are having to travel up to up to them, you know, so I think that's going to, there's going to be some tired legs, some tired bodies, but I think the Vikings are just going to edge it out. Yeah, we might be building towards another clean sweep here because I'm going to go with the Vikings or the yeah the vikings as well um both teams are very well coached but i think just the level of talent that they have over there at ul at the minute is uh very very good they're probably at an sbc level already if not just a little bit below and i think they could build on that so um yeah i'm going with the vikings on this one okay well it's actually not a clean sweep because i'm actually <laughs> going to go with the vipers on this game um, mostly because one of the big factors, Chrissy, you mentioned it, is the travel on that mm. day for the Vikings um, to go up to Donegal um, and face them. Um, the Vipers, if it is 20, it's 20 strong, good lads that they have. Yeah. They may have more because it's home field advantage as well. Um, yeah, first road trip for, for the Vikings this year as well. Um I still think the Vikings are going to make it all the way to the ball game, but you know they're going. To, I, I'm going to believe they're going to lose somewhere, and I think this could be the game that they do. Um, it's probably one of, if not their longest trip of the season. Um, do you guys play them at home this year or away? We play them away. <laughs> yeah. Away. Yeah. So <clears throat> it is probably their longest trip of the season, then for sure. Um, so I'm going to go Vipers to win this game and go two and one. Uh, the last game of the week is Division 2. The Wexford Eagles are finally, well, five weeks into the season, starting their campaign um, after the stupidness of not having an ambulance in Santry a couple of weeks ago for the Pirates game. Um, <laughs> against Trinity, who are 1-0, who went up north and beating. See, I can say that because it wasn't their fault. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't their fault. Um uh, going up against Trinity, who are one and all, of course, have to beat in the Causeway Giants up in Causeway um, a couple of weeks ago. Rian, you're going to be my first port of call. Who are you going for this week? Yeah, I, I was surprised with the, the results that Trinity got against uh, Causeway there in their first game. I mean, I, I'm not dissing on the, uh, the Trinity guys. They're a great bunch of lads and they do have talent there. Some American imports who are really helping them out. Um, but yeah, I was surprised because they had such low numbers when we went down there and trained with them. So I was thinking that they were going to show up with 16 or 17 guys, but they seem to rally a team together. So they are going to be in this game. But we saw that Wexford team come down to us or come up to us even uh, for that first game that never was. And they have numbers. So I think it's going to be a struggle for trinity to just keep up just in terms of the the, the slog fest that it is going to be and um, so i see the eagles squeaking this one now the only thing is the trinity have a game under their belt and we know that first game rust is a factor in every game so it's going to be very very close but i can see the eagles building into this one and getting a win at the end of it okay uh chrissy Eagles, uh, Trinity, who have you got? 
I'm going to go Trinity. Mainly because they are the unofficial team of the Talking Balls podcast because we think they're really fun. Um, <laughs> but like Rian was saying, you know, it's they they have a game under their belt. So they've been able to work on what gave them issues in a game situation as opposed to just repping stuff out in training when you don't have that pressure of a match. So I think I think Trinity will take it. Um, I can see it being a one-score game. It's like Rain said, they have the numbers. They, they'll have the fresh legs to heat going on. But I just think Trinity has the game experience to just edge it out. Yeah. Um, Trinity, yeah, they're, 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 they're the cool guys of, <laughs> I think, the in, entire the entire league talking about all divisions that think they're the, the cool young kids on the block. But um, I'll be honest, I've, I know absolutely nothing about the Eagles, um, but with Trinity, because the first time I seen their like we promo videos, first thing I said was there's not a lot of those guys. If that's their whole squad. Um, but they came out and they seemed to play a really classic performance against, against the giants. So um, I have a wee bit of belief in them. So I'll go. I'll go with Trinity in this one. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to pick for this game um, myself as well because, like Rain mentioned, when we saw Wexford come down on that for that game a couple of weeks ago, the numbers were definitely something to take notice of. Um, they obviously with Coach Clatt going back as well. You know, he's going to instill um, a very regimented team. Trinity, yeah, like you mentioned, they 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 got about I think twenty twenty one up there for for the Giants. Um, if it's a similar number against Wexford, I feel that could be too much for them. Um, I think that um one thing that they had against the Giants, um, that I don't think the Giants would have been prepared for, would have been the element of surprise because no one really knew what was going on, and I think that's going to be the same for the Eagles this week because. Nobody knows what's going on with the Eagles. Um, we obviously we know they have numbers now only because they showed up. We wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles because they have home advantage to to take this one um, and to go one and oh. Um, and that is our predictions. That is our show wrapped up for this edition. Before we go though, um, Chrissy or Dave, I'll let one of you go. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about the podcast for people who haven't listened to it yet um, and give out to them for why they haven't listened to it yet. Uh, and where can they find uh, your socials and your show if they want to check it out? Dave, take it away. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so it's called the, the Talking Balls podcast. Talking spelled without a G. It, it matters, apparently. When you're looking it up, leave the G out. It'll come up right away. Um, so it's an idea that... Uh, me, Neil, and Chris had one night singing karaoke, very drunk. Neil came up and said, we should do a podcast, and we agreed. And that was in September, and we're still going, and it's really enjoyable. And then at Super Bowl night, we recruited Chrissy. Wrong way. Chrissy. Um, <laughs> and basically, she's she's instilled an acknowledge into our nonsense, essentially. She has her own nonsense and controversies. Oh, I have. <laughs> 
there's too many to good to go over. Um, but uh, <laughs> you can find us pretty much anywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and then wherever you watch your podcast. You know, that silly phrase every podcast says, like oh, Apple, whatever. Um, but it's it's the Talking Balls podcast without the G. Excellent stuff. Um, and well, well said as well. And I, you must have a script. Did you just beside you? Because you knew I was going to ask that <laughs> question about. I need all my socials in a, in the ducks in a row here. I need to know exactly where to, where you need to find them. But well said, well said. Um, listen, it's been great having you two on. Really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. Um, wish you all the luck for Sunday as well. Hopefully, you do get that win. Um, and for sure, it won't be the last time um, we'll be chatting on the podcast. Thank you nope. for having us. We're going to be like next. We're going to be like next door neighbors. We'll be popping over every now and again. <laughs> just, I think we should just take over each other's show one week. Just invade. Yeah. Yeah. Like WWF and WCW. I can't deal with those restrictions being affiliated. I I can't. I can't do that. No. No. I I want to talk shit. That's what I want to do. I'm gonna to want to talk shit. I want to be able to criticize the team if I want to, and then obviously have it come back in my face. But listen, that's what we you want to talk with. balls. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> like that's the end. You just walk off. Go on, go, go on. I'll, I'll drop you out. I'll drop you out here. Look, look, there he's dropping out. He's gone. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um. Listen, um, oh he's back welcome back listen we, we are going to end it here before we go if you haven't already follow us on our own socials at undercenterpod on twitter and instagram that's where we're most active we are on facebook too but kind of forget about that um same thing youtube undercenter podcast follow us there same thing with the spelling do or before e in center don't do the American spelling because it will take you to some Chicago Bears podcast and look, listen, no one wants to hear you. No one wants to hear uh, talking about the Chicago Bears all the time. Um, there's already enough podcasts for that. This is Could be worse. We get prostate ones if you type in talking balls. Like <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy looks shocked, but like if you try to find it, it's people like a, it's like a charity about prostate cancer. So. <laughs> You know you're in the wrong place. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, listen, I am on that note, I am completely lost with my train of thought, so I'm going to end the show there. Like I said, Undercenter Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to it if you're watching us right now. Like this video and subscribe, like I mentioned. Also, comment below. Let us know your predictions for the games this week. Um, who do you think have gotten their predictions correct as well? And... Um, yeah, like I said, let us know who you think is going to win. Rean, as always, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. And we'll be back next week with another show looking at um, week five games of the AFI season. But until next time, stay safe and we'll see you soon. <laughs>